Hello there, welcome along to PTI Australia. I'm Russell Barwick, he is Sam Kegovich. And what hey, a Rusty. stellar few days it has been for Australian sports stars. If you just joined us, of course, a Richmond player uh, found guilty of being Aaron drunk Edwards. and arrested. Uh, Mitch Marsh kicked out of uh, yeah. Australian cricket. And Bernard Tomic got himself into a stink as well. All that on the eve of the uh, Spring Carnival. <laughs> Our law enforcement agency, are they going to have their hands full? <laughs> <laughs> Talk about Mad Mondays. What about just Mad Saturday and Sundays? Uh, when will we ever learn? Is that a song? It was a good song, that. What was uh, it, Gary? Uh, this week it's all about the numbers. Six in a row for Casey Stoner. A big oh. win for the Sixers. The five-year dream for Rugby League. And 35 is unlucky for Brad Haddon. Plus, we play odds makers, and that brings us to our sponsors, TheMightySportingBet.com.au. And as we gear up for the biggest day in Australian racing, if you're looking for a little flutter on the Melbourne Cup, only place to go is SportingBet.com.au. First up, though, the Australian 12-man squad for the first cricket test against the South Africans has been named. The biggest story, Matthew Wade is the keeper. Brad Haddon, given the lemon and sass at age 35. Happy birthday. His birthday was a week ago. Yeah. There's four quicks, the same batting order, the same spinner, yada, 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 yada. Exactly. Boredom. And that's why John John Inverary, the uh, national selector, that's what he's given us over the summer plate. Just when we thought that Australian cricket is ready for some pivotal changes, Was we get there the same need? old, same old. Who would you have picked then? Well, you look very clearly. I thought they might have ticketed with the batting order up the top. I thought that uh, Watson might have opened the innings. Watson? Yeah, where, what do you put? Do you put Warner or, or Ed Cowan oh, further Cowan, down the order? Yeah, yeah down the, further down the order. Yeah. I'd drop Cowan. I would drop Cowan. Uh, I would have played him. I would have thought seriously about uh, Hussey and Ponting. Of course. But Very that's, closely. That's, by the way, that has been the same argument for the last mm. four seasons, Hussey and Ponting. But every time we ask the question, they bounce back, score mm. 100, save our bacon, and mm. then we say, oh, well, aren't we glad we kept hold of well, them? Well, even the notion of having Haddon as the opening batter... But I, you I, know I that they've that. already dropped their thing about saying they're going to rotate the mm. bowlers for the third test and all that sort of stuff. But in their defence, I will say that there's no-one in, in uh, Shield cricket that has made runs on a consistent basis nah. or done something consistently that has really knocked on the Put door pressure. and demanded a position. That's why our side is so old. Mm. Now, the ARL Commission has announced its grand five-year plan for rugby league in Australia. There's a new logo for the game uh, on all levels. They want 400,000 members, average crowds of 20,000, 700,000 players on all levels of the game. Now, I don't want to state the obvious, but they haven't got an absolute... CEO. They're a rudderless ship. I mean, I know that... John Grant is the ARL commissioner. They've got the commissioner in place. But let's face it, the ARL commissioner is going to come out there and, you know, he's going to cut the ribbon and he's going to open the door and he's going to announce things and unveil a plaque. But you need a bloke who's the CEO. And Shane Matiski doesn't want the job, the interim. No, he does want the job. No, he doesn't want the, the job. The present is still shrouded with a lot of uncertainty. The problem is Until you get they've, a CEO. Tried, they've thrown the dart about five times and people mm. have said, no, I don't want the job. Well, this is how bad it is that it's the most unwanted job in Australian sport. That worries me. And you've got this grand five-year plan. I don't think it's an unwanted job. But hang on, you've got a grand five-year plan that the person who comes in and takes over... To implement it. ...had no implementation mm. and no idea about it. It's a very scary situation. And their assessment on the club funding, the allocation of the clubs hasn't been resolved yet. Uh, just I thought gonna, that would have been a priority They're just going to give them some money just to quieten them down. But anyhow... Casey okay. Stoner, this is a great story. This is probably the best story of the week. He won the Australian MotoGP on Sunday, make it six wins in a row at Phillip Island. His last ever race in Australia, the dominance has been up there with the all-time greats. This is a uh, 
Uh, Kelly Slater-like performance. No, this has been... Yeah, and, and you're right. And, and it's been universally eulogised. I think by now he's up there certainly with Gardner. Yep. Certainly with Doohan. Absolutely. And certainly he's riding in an era where there's a lot of talent too. I'm going to say the Pedroza of the world... There's not a lot of riders, the Rossi, but they were very skillful. Oh, very, very skillful. I mean, to say even with Gardner and Doohan's time, you know, you had the Roberts and the Swansons of the world. Mm, yep. But uh, what he's done in an emphatic manner is just clearly elevate himself to the And pinnacle. ask me one question. When was the last time you wrote, heard an article or, or read something about Casey Stoner being a lunatic on the drink, saying something wrong, mm. being carried... Very mature, great ambassador. Young fella who's got the world at his feet yeah. and he said, you know what, I want to just do something else And now. also, when you consider the adversity that he's performed at, he's had a shattered ankle. Fingers and... Fingers, yeah. no, but even now, he rode with a shattered ankle and still at the very Gets elite... Gets the PTI thumbs up. Yeah, no fanfare, just do the job. A wonderful example. I wish some of those that have transgressed take a leaf out of his book. Pretty much everybody else we're going to talk about in this show will have been the complete opposite <laughs> to Casey Stoner. The whole Kurt Tippett saga just gets a little murkier and murkier. The Adelaide Crows are being investigated about payments and promises made to Tippett outside his contract. He effectively doesn't have a club right now. His trade period's over. A, where's he going to go? And B, is this... Yeah. Well, I'll tell you where he will end up. I think he'll end up with uh, West Sydney. That's where he will end up. I think that's probably as immoral now. But let me tell you, the Adelaide Crows, they will incur the full wrath of the AFL. What do they get? For fine? manipulate... Oh, not only a fine, So no. which is worse? The little side payments, which... Or the, no, manipulating the, the draft. The promising that he the can go... The promising anywhere. that he can go where he, where he was going to Brisbane. But the manipulation of the draft for a second, for a second pick draft pick that they've almost contrived and can... Uh, Coerced and got Brisbane. I don't well, know whether Brisbane were complicit with so it. So, correct me if I'm wrong, who is at fault here by revealing it? Because now Tippett is not going to get his wish and yeah. Tippett's played himself into a corner with his lawyers pulling that out and producing mm. that and Adelaide going, well, we, we no, never saw Adelaide, this. Adelaide, uh, let me tell you, there's a, <clears throat> pardon me, there's a lot of people on edge in Adelaide at the moment. Stephen Trigg? Stephen Trigg very much so. He might have to even walk out with knock on the door and hand a letter in. It's a very, very precarious situation. But they will get fined. So you reckon heavily. he'll go to GWS? I reckon he'll still end up at Sydney. Well, it all depends what draft he goes. There's two drafts. Oh, if he goes in, you've got one, two, three, eleven, and 13 picks yeah. to the A-League and the new boys, the Western Sydney Wanderers, got their first goal and first win of the weekend. Of course, against the defending Brisbane Raw, no less. The season's only four games old and the new boys ahead of two Melbourne sides, two, notably Hearts and Victory. Two very disappointing Melbourne sides well, who spent a fortune on their team and have got superstars left, right and centre and paid a billion dollars for their coach. Well, Shindy, I know they paid 600000 for I'm what? saying this is a great feather in the cap for Tony Popovich, but let's not get carried away. They've kicked one goal. Admittedly, they've got a great defensive record. They've only record. conceded two so goals. So Tony Popovich has gone in there and said... We're not going to score a lot of goals, so let's stop them scoring goals. So, yes, that's a thumbs up. Call me in 10 weeks. I think weeks. you've got to completely lay whatever I went to the A-League on the weekend. Yeah. Who did you see? I saw the Sydney FC in uh, Perth Glory took the little uh, Charlie and Billy boy. Well, well done. They had that's a your ball. your first game. All they wanted was a ball, a thing, merchandise. I think you've got to lay the, the entire accolade at the feet of uh, Tony Popovich. You know, he's got a team of almost journeymen, A-League rejects. And he's, he's gelled them together in the space of about three or four weeks. Mm -hmm. They've got the best defensive record. Only conceded two but goals. Jury's and also a bit of attacking football as well. They're still third last on the ladder, which is what we expected. Yeah, but they're still up and about. Sydney Sixers have won the 2020 <clears throat> Champions League final. They smashed the Highveld Lions. And this must be a massive seal of approval for the Big Bash League. Of course, I'll be there. Even you must be converted now, Kegger. Now, listen to me. This is a fundamentally a must-forget tournament. What? 
why? This has delivered absolutely nothing. In two weeks' time, you won't even know who won it. And let me tell you, those guys on the thing. It's going to be the biggest white elephant. Unless the Indians can come up with a side that can win a tournament, I have very grave doubts as to whether this will proceed much further. This is just a nothing tournament. Two and a half million dollars, admittedly. They they won it without uh, without Shane Watson. Well, he was well good early. A couple of elderly players got a good old Tom Thornley kick got and, gets well, two hundred thousand. What does that do for cricket? What's it, it done for cricket? Wonders. It means that the it old guys have consigned, still got a place. It is consigned to Coventry. Mark my words. Twelve two years time, there'll be no IPL. It'll be finito. It is a nothing game. The scheduling's wrong. And let me tell work you, work for me. It worked for you. I watched it. See how long this goes for. I the NBA it. season kicks off this week. The defending oh, champs. How good are you at this? Oh, I love it. Miami Heat have strengthened their team with the addition of Ray Allen. Ray Allen. But it's the Lakers man. who have gone all out with the addition of Superman Dwight Howard and Steve Nash. Now, are they buying a championship? Of course like, they're buying a championship. Who else plays for them? Kobe Bryant. Oh, who else plays for them? Jack Nicholson. He's their <laughs> biggest fan. Jack's always in front row. Pau Gasol. A C- and Bogan. Uh, Pau Gasol. Remember, <laughs> you don't know how even to say. Look, the NBA, it's probably only a little early days oh. because I'm knee-deep in the NFL at the moment. But once they get going, it'll only be two teams that can win the championship, exactly. unfortunately. Miami, Miami and the Lakers and the rest of them. And what's the constant that... And the d- scary part for me is that the NBA has the potential to start being like the uh, English Premier League. And there's only two or three teams. They need to start reining in a couple of the big spending teams. And, you know, probably Jack's the man behind getting half of those guys across. This well, well, Steve a... Nash, though, he was unwanted. So yeah, I'm, but they've got I'm... a lot of appeal. You know, you've got, to, you've got to appeal and you've got to, you, can't, you, can't, you can't find the sides that have gone out and, you know, created the, uh, an environment. But one thing's for sure, you can see it here. ESPN, brand new season coming up. Uh, absolute free plug for the NBA, which starts this week, so make sure you check your local guys. Outstanding. And you can watch the NFL, the NBA, only on one place. That's what about the baseball? Wasn't that great? Uh, That's the headlines. Part one done. Next up, plenty more, including the Wallabies (laughs) off for a Euro jaunt. Where will Mundine and Giel actually fight? And just what are the Melbourne Demons doing? Yeah. No, the cricket's outstanding. Everyone gets a game. Uh, Everything's good. Just the worst. Give photo. everyone a chance. Did anyone pick up the worst faux pas in the history of television? Plethora of sport going on right now, so we've decided to delve into some more headlines. Anthony Mundine and Daniel Gill are yet to settle on a location for their fight in late January. Now, Melbourne, Brisbane, and Sydney, of course, all in the running. Mm. But who should get it at that time of the year, given tennis is on, cricket's on? And they're trying to get as much out of it. And where should it be? Well, if I state the obvious, if I have go, you'll think I'm being biased. But I'm going to tell you why it can't be in Melbourne. No, I understand. I understand that. But I reckon this is one fight wherever you take it, it was is guaranteed of a sellout. Well, the thing is, if you I would ta- take it at Brisbane. Wednesday, I would do it, and I would do it at Suncorp Stadium. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? Wednesday, January 23 is the the date. That's men's quarterfinal or semi-final night in the tennis or something yeah. like that. So you don't want to go there. Um, and it's also the night that Australia plays a one-dayer in Tasmania, which right. is Daniel Gill's home so dunghill. Scheduling. Well, I, well, I'm telling you now, if you took it to Melbourne and it, co- and it coincides with... There's exactly a whisper get... about uh, doing it in an outdoor venue at Redfern Oval. Well, that could also... Look, you could, I think that would be a you horrible could, mistake. You could, you, you, could, you, could fight, you, could, you, you could have it on the top of Uluru. It would be packed. Yeah, but I There'd think that choppers. would be a horrible mistake because it would bring out... Uh, different arguments and different reasons about the fights when it should be just two blokes standing on either side and going, oh, it, will be. it will be. It will so be. So, Suncorp, 
and uh, I like it. in Brisbane. I, I think like that's it. the vote. Now, the Wallabies leave for their spring tour on the weekend. They play matches against France, England, Italy and Wales. So everyone's, I guess, the, the uh, thing on everyone's lips is what is a pass mark when they return? Well, if they can score a try. They just need to score one try and it's a pass. The whole code will win if they can <laughs> score a try. Can, no one scores tries anymore. If they can score two in a game, well, mate, just But stop really, the they fight. are capable of beating all those sides, Well, really. they should beat uh, Wales and Italy, but Wales are going very well at the moment. Yeah. Uh, France and England, I reckon they'll struggle with, particularly the French. The Poms, though. No, the Poms I'll struggle with back there. No, the Poms aren't going that flash at the moment. Uh, look... There are very, very good teams over in the uh, Six Nations. Obviously, we see them all the time with our coverage. But Ireland, France and Wales are the three Ps. They're not playing Scotland, who are the easy beats. Italy are the second easy beats. And England falls somewhere in the middle. But so I if I they don't have their, their... But I think they've got their mantra. They've got winner of the C word, Cooper. Don't think what anything else. And now they've got <laughs> their heads together. They've had a draw with the All Blacks. They're pointing in the right direction. Robbie Deans isn't going to get fired. I'm happy. I reckon they've got a semblance of belief too after what transpired against the All Blacks. They should have beat them, but 18 all. They'll cop that. Yeah, they'll cop the that. Try would be nice. They've got though. a bit of a monkey off their backs. NRL referee bosses Bill Harrigan and Stuart Raper both got the flick last week after a year of refereeing blunders and dramas. So the only surprise here is how long it took them to go, I guess. No! The surprise is who they're talking about replacing him with. Well, I saw that. Russell Smith, Smith yeah. who is a video referee mm. of the worst order. He's the guy that takes 15 video replays to make a decision. Again, we fall back to the fact that there's I no CEO. No, Surely there's an ex-player with some business acumen that can come in and say, I'm going to do this and I'm going to have a bit of control over this. They don't have to be an ex-referee. You know what the problem is? What? that there are so many anomalies in the code and so many nuances and grey areas that what the Commission need to do is pull the game together... Yeah, but it's not the Commission's like, job. It should be the CEO's no, job. No, the rules. The, CEO. the shoulder charge hasn't been defied even yeah, yet by about, the NRL. I'm talking about and firing, hiring and firing people should not be the you job. You know, the amount of forward passes that they're conducted, the obvious hasn't been... Look, Bill Harrigan and Stuart Raper are wonderful refs. Don't get me wrong. But how they've well, Stuart how they've was a that coach extent. And, and never refereed. But Bill Harrigan's they, an outstanding. They did an okay job at the start. They did an awful job Fitch at the end. they got rid of through slander. But you they know, got, did an awful job at the end. Speaking well, of awful, <laughs> what about this? The Melbourne Demons Footy Club has cleaned the decks after the AFL draft period. Closed and in the end they threw out players and replaced them with lesser knowns. They were obviously using a lot of these guys as trade bait. It didn't work. So where do you see them at the moment? Well, I see, I'll tell you where I see them. I think Melbourne Footy Club are sick and tired of rebuilding. This has been going on for eons now, in excess of a decade. Yeah. So I thought, I think what's going on... When the did thinking, they make the finals? Us 98 or yeah, something? Oh, whenever, but... Uh, the mentality, I think, the thought, the thinking behind their whole process is let's get a bit, a couple of hard nuts up there that can give us some, like doors and the likes, mm. give us some genuine competition. You know, Roden and these are all stopgap players, but they have got football clout. They've been journeymen. They're hard in and under. But is and it, they'll be competitive and they'll maintain a holding pattern what about, until hopefully some of these young ones come through. What about sacking all of these blokes after the draft period so that they now are putting themselves in a position where they don't have a job? They should have been told before. Then they could have put themselves up for trade and up for uh, a bit of uh, argy bargy. Oh, yeah, but there'll be a draft for them to also to uh, fit into. It's late now. Well, it's a bit late. No, no, there's a secondary draft are they as well. Are, are they going to struggle for the next five years? Oh, well, from what I can see on the surface, they will, no doubt. Gay Waterhouse had a monumental blow-up with John Singleton last week after she controversially picked an outside barrier for more joys in the Cox Plate. The plan backfired and the horse had no chance in the run. And Singer had 100,000 no, Sing on it. 
And then he looked like he sucked a lemon on the Sunday when mm. uh, they took his photo, at least on Saturday afternoon. No, his house seriously. burnt down. He, she How got it wrong. How genuine and bitter was this little fracker and spat? Well, I'd, if I owned a horse and my trainer had two other horses in it mm. and she picked the first barrier out yeah. and she picked the barrier that doesn't suit my horse but it suits the other horses, I would have the SH1Ts. Well, Barry 11, I thought you made a, a very good case for She it. should not have picked Barry 11. Well, she should have picked Barry... The horse barrier was three four wouldn't have wide. Led. It can't lead. Five, six. Bottom line is, if you're 150 metres of the first turn at uh, Mooney Valley, you know, I know, you're going to be stuck but out there high-fiving the us in the market. Let me tell you, you saw what happened at Caulfield with the horse. Admittedly, Nash was a victim of circumstances. Got same scenario. Out. In the same scenario. You know what? He but who thought that the race was going to be a race to run at breakneck speed? It wasn't and race at breakneck speed. Look, 100,000 singers that are button off his shirt. Who cares? And at the end of the day, it was good publicity. It's a wonderful relationship. It'll go on for... for uh, Oh, what about the people that had a couple of bucks each way on more joys that don't have a Who would have had a couple of bucks each way? Lots of people. Any only fools would have had it. More joys was a hundred to one that was entered. Shut up! That's the headline. Only fools would have Next up, it. we blow the dust a off fool, the I see. bookies board for some odds makers. Up on the board, the West Tigers, Mitch Marsh and can an Aussie jockey salute in the Melbourne Yes, Cup. he can. No, and he I'll can't. tell you shortly no, why. Yep, what are the odds where we give our odds for some fictional markets? Odds makers, first up the West Tigers, finally have a new coach, Mick Potter. So, Kegger, what are the odds that they can do a Canterbury and make the grand final? Not win it, just make the grand final next season. 100 to 1. They'll what? Be 100 to 1. You've got idiot. no chance at all. Okay, I have. Uh, why would you get rid of Bo Ryan? Hangington, why Bo Ryan's one of their class players? <laughs> he didn't do it, he's got yeah. the tough job. And how's he going to harness the. Uh... Harness the skills, not the skills, but so much the egos of uh, Farah and also Benji, Benji Marshall. Marshall. Look, now that they've got rid of Tim Sheens, I think you'll find that it'll have... Tim the, Sheens been the problem. I think you'll find it has an immediate effect. I think they're... Well, they're about 10 or 12 to 1 to make the uh, to win the grand final. Yeah. I reckon they're $8, 8 to 1 to, to actually make the grand final. They'll yeah. be back, the mighty West Tigers. Yeah, like fun, though. Harry Keel back in Australia, which has sparked rumours he could be here to find a club in the A-League, especially one who's down the bottom of the ladder. Yeah, exactly. What are the odds he's going to play somewhere? Well, 50 to 1. Odds on. No, it's odds on because he might go to the Wanderers. I know what you're saying down there. He's going to go to your joint. To victory? Yeah, well. Where you wouldn't have him back. Or the heart? No, no. Any side that will take Harry Kuhl on now, do so at your yeah, own peril. Yeah, but you're not going to be paying big coin like you got no, sucked No, but in. he would want big coin. And he's, a, he's, he's, he's not the... Mate, he's, he's got a bills to pay. She shops like no, an Olympian. No, she shops there until she drops. What but did you no, say? 20 to 1? Yeah, 20 to 1. No, you need someone, that's, four on, take someone that's committed to the cause. He will someone that's not uh, he, that's not a uh, not dysfunctional. He could, but he could play for Warrnambool in the local league down there. So no, no side will touch Harry. He'll Kill. play for someone. International horses are all winning big races this spring. We had a French horse win the Caulfield Cup. We had a Kiwi horse yeah. winning the uh, Cox Plate. Yeah. But what are the odds an Aussie jockey can win the Melbourne Cup? Two's now, up. just for the record. Jimmy Cassidy, he's a Kiwi jockey. Yes. I'm talking about Australian yeah. jockeys. Damien Oliver and American put twos on up there because my friend Jerry Ryan said it's a certainty. And it's not about to carry a weight-carrying record. They're and you've got Dunedin with C. Williams. Dunedin. Oh, Dunedin, whatever you want to call it. Dunedin. Craig Williams. Gatewood's Glenn yeah. Boss. There's four uh, international Who's jockeys. Who's Matt Athos? Plus Jimmy Cassidy, that's five. Who's Matt Athos? Ryan Moore, the pommy jockey. Yeah. I reckon... I agree with um, a local jockey. I agree with Kevin Oliver and American punters. I'm going to go evens. Evens. 
Evens, are you? Evens each of two. Hunters, stick with me. After his dumping from the Perth Scorchers and Australia A for a drunken night out celebrating his birthday, what are the odds Mitch Marsh plays for Australia in any form this summer? I think it's very even money. You reckon he'll get a callback? I think so. We're a forgiving nation. We're I'm not forgiving. Kids transgressed. Gone. He'll be ill. No. Uh, he's uh, full of remorse. He won't get a start. The only irony of this... You know West, why he won't get a that start? West, West Australia cricket is an absolute train wreck. You know his father's the batting coach. Second offensor. Well, Second he's a recidivist, offense. Russell. Recidivist. And well, Sean Marsh... You don't like that. My mail is that Sean Marsh might have been the instigator and he got a bit... Uh, he can't handle the drink. So his brother's Boys. got the rap. His brother's got because it was his birthday. Well, okay, that's what brothers they do. Had, Siblings do that. They had an 8 o'clock got training the session the next day. He'll get another chance. He's a very talented player. It's a big mistake, and it's a bigger mistake twice. 20 to 1, he won't get picked. There you go. Odds, West Tigers, they'll get there. Don't worry about they that. They won't be there. Harry, we'll see him again. Uh, Aussie jockey, yes. And Mitch Marsh, no. That's the odds done. Next up, happy time. Featuring one of the biggest fights ever. Bye-bye to a great jockey. And our sporting bet, best bets of the week. American. Hurricane. So you got eleven dollars. Yep. Happy birthday this week to Elise Perry, the dual Australian rep in cricket and soccer. Turns twenty-two, would you believe? Made her Australian debut in both sports at sixteen. Has played World Cups in both. And unique Outstanding talent. Outstanding young girl. Happy anniversary to Muhammad Ali and George Foreman. It's thirty-eight years since the famous rumble in the jungle in Zaire where Ali knocked out Foreman in the eighth round. I was just a tacker, hey, but, but I still watch it and love it. They're the great bouts, We're like the, like the uh, thriller in Manila. Mm. And happy trails to jockey Darren Beedman, the two-time Melbourne Cup winner who's retiring from racing due to brain injury from a race. Just that's stay horrific. healthy, Darren. You're a rock star and we just want you to be healthy. That's uh, all we One ask One bad for. move, but he's been outstanding in one of them. Now for the big finish. And in the Indian Formula One Grand Prix, Seb Vettel won with Mark Webber finishing third. No real surprises there. Yeah, Mark just can't get the line. Former Socceroos coach uh, Pimba Bake has waded into the Socceroos debate and stated the national side faced a bleak future with no quality young players coming through. Well, why don't you do something about it? Mate, so it'll be a generation before we have a top team again. Holger Osiek left yeah. the game on Sunday 15 minutes before full time to avoid traffic like I did. So he's the current coach. Pimba the v- Bake's the most boring coach we've ever had. The V8s are headed to Abu Dhabi for this week. Abu and Dhabi. apart from the fact that they're probably getting paid a bucket load, do you see any point in the idea? Not at all. This week's quote of the week comes from Wallabies coach Robbie Deans when talking about a lack of tries in rugby games. And if it made for a rubbish match, he said... What absolute nonsense. Yeah, no more tries. We hate tries. Now for the Sporting Bet Best Bets of the League. I like Subiasso in the derby this week. You're on It's a Done Deal. Uh, maybe we should take the Cornella. And Sporting Bet thinks Zydeco will win the Wakeful and then go on to win the Oaks. So make sure you get involved over the Cup Week. That's it. I'm Russell Barwick. And as always, you know it makes sense because I'm Sam Kekovic. We'll see you for Cup Day. We'll be down yeah. there for Derby Day. Keck will be in the, in the GA. I'll be in the members.